Hello, and welcome to this, the very third episode of the podcast of Be a Better Bard. Is that who we are? Be a Better Bard. The we're, we're the title of our podcast is the podcast be a better bard <laughs> be a better bard the podcast exactly um i am your co-host burley and i'm alex and um yeah this week we are doing thieves steal your girl steal your heart yeah which is, is actually really apt i think to um Maybe not thief in general, but definitely the two thieves that we chose. Yeah, uh, to do our research on. Um, I feel like we're gonna have like a lot of overlapping themes. Um, so uh, let's just sort of dive into how the research went. Um, if I, I know that's sort of a weird place to start, but I think it'll inform a lot of how the episode goes. Um, I yeah. How did how did your research go? Oh, it went terribly <laughs> like i'd just be like oh what's uh, the history of thief and it would be like oh do you want the history of thief oil this essential oil that has like sage and i'm like well not really it's like well too bad that's like the top 10 things in youtube yeah i i i had similar problems where like i started getting into the nuts and bolts and like an acronym would be used but never explained and when i type in the acronym it's like some government research facility <laughs> and i'm like i'm pretty sure that's not what 1905 french people were writing about yeah and just, <laughs> i think it's just one of those things that they, everyone just seems like you know what a thief is thief yeah to someone who thieves yeah um and and i think actually sort of because of of that mindset that i was in um where where sort of i was i was really forced to which it, it seems so silly to say it out loud now i guess um but we I, I felt really forced to like not research and just think critically about what i already know you know like there the topic was so broad but also like so obscure yeah so what i kind of the way i kind of took on to it is i tried to be like all right so what are the building blocks of the modern thief in literature? Uh-huh. So I just, I kind of took it on that way. It's like, all right, like, how did we get to where we are now with like all our cool thieves, the phantom thieves and gentlemen, lady thieves, oceans 11, fun stuff like that. Oh, like, okay. how did so we you were get looking there? like the historical chain. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, do you want to start with your bit of research then? Um, uh, just like a brief history of this of the trope. Yeah, I'll do my best at this one. Um, I think <laughs> if, it's a hard one. Sure. All right. So I think starting off with I think the big part of like thieves going into everyone's imagination would be pirates. Like it's almost could be its own episode of like, are there cool pirates in stuff? But okay. Just, like the nitty gritty quick of it. Piracy started around 1400 BC, where a gang of thieves called the Sea People, super creative name, um, were terrorizing a straight around the Middle Ocean, not the Middle Ocean Sea, um, <laughs> uh, ocean right around Egypt. Mediterranean? There we go. And then from there, like, you know, people, yeah, you know, as long as we've had boats, pirates kept doing their thing. I think a lot of the reason that, uh, writers really latched on to pirates is just because pirates kind of had a code 
And that was something that people found really interesting. Like pirates were almost kind of the first democratic society. Like they had votes and everyone was kind of almost not quite an equal, but much more equal than they would be outside or in this case, actually inside the law. And then they were really just kind of made super fun around 1881 when Robert Louis Stevenson released Treasure Island, which would later become Muppet Treasure Island, the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I agree with this. <laughs> um, going forward in history, the thief came about the 1400s. We had the poems for Robin Hood. Okay, and it's kind of hard to like do an episode on thieves, and not at least mention Robin Hood. Um, yeah, since the 1400s, it's just he's gone through so many different changes. He started in ye old English poems. I actually have a verse here just because ye old English is fun to say. Oh, gosh. We're, okay. Yeah, give me that verse. Loki, do no husband harm that tilleth his plow. No more ye shall guard, yaman. Then walketh Granwood Shaw. No need knight, no need squire. Thee will be good, well for. He was a good outlaw. Indeed, poor man, mush god. That's right. Did you just, in limes. Did you just invoke a demon? <laughs> what? No, uh, yeah, the demon of Robin Hood. I'm, oh. I think I had to do like one class on like ye old English stuff and it was just the worst. I hated it. Ah, oh, that was, you know what? You did that so well though. <laughs> like if any of that was correct, what a talent. <laughs> and yeah, so since the 1400s, it just kept evolving. Like you started off as just a cool rogue, just giving to the, the poor, stealing from the rich. They eventually started adding things, you know, like the merry men, how he was friends with, um, not Charlemagne, uh, King Richard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually he became a fox. Eventually being a fox <laughs> is a metaphor for being Kevin Conway. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It just kept going and going. And yeah, Rob, like Thieves, Robin Hood's just one of those things, like, it's always pedantic to get into ro- what Robin Hood is. Like, you know what Robin Hood is. We yeah. get that movie once every three years. Sure. And then one more thing that I would think would literally be important to the development of who thieves are would be Sherlock Holmes by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Uh-huh. Because of Sherlock Holmes, E.W. Hornbook, who happened to be the brother-in-law of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, in response to Sherlock Holmes, created the character Arthur J. Raffles. A.J. Raffles! Dog, <laughs> I wrote a bit about A.J. Raffles. Well, there we go. I'll let you go into it. Um... Yeah, yeah, okay, so, uh, yeah, A.J. Raffles, created by the brother-in-law of Arthur Conan Doyle, um, and he was a gentleman thief, and he lived in a rich borough of London, and he played gentleman's cricket for the gentlemen of England to support his gentleman lifestyle, (laughs) and (laughs) he's just like a gentleman like his somebody was just like how many gentlemen can i cram in one sentence and <laughs> and that was aj raffles and because he wants to be a gentleman he needs money and he does that by stealing from people because that's the gentlemanly thing to do yeah naturally. just truly truly a ridiculous like batman villain level but- of like comic book character thief <laughs> Yeah, at the time, this character was super popular. Like, as soon as we got movies, movies were made of him, radio plays, like, countless books. And then he just kind of disappeared. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Weird. That, that's what I got. Okay. Well, okay. So what I started thinking about was um, sort of like, like the different interesting trope of being a thief. And I started thinking about their motive. Um, and I created like a little theory. It's a silly little theory about there being three types of thief. So it's you gotta have, be three. Yeah. Y- yeah. If there's three. There's only three. Um, the father, the son, the Holy spirit. Exactly. Those are the three thieves. Steal your heart. Um, okay. So you have a thief of out of, out of necessity or a thief out of need, like Aladdin. Aladdin mm-hmm. doesn't steal to be rich. He steals to feed himself just to live. And that makes him like a sympathetic character. Um, then you have a thief out of like greed or want, which is like, you know, your typical bad guy CEO um, or the sticky bandits. They they just steal because they, they want things. Yeah. Like, like Danny ocean. Yeah. Um, and then you have things like uh, a thief who steals out of like morality or passion sort of like Mm -hmm. Robin Hood who steals for a moral reason or Catwoman who steals for like maybe a sexual pleasure. Um, So, so that, that, that was, that was just my theory is like, uh, like thinking about what their motive is like, sort of categorizes how we feel about that character, like whether they're sympathetic or villainous or an anti-hero. All right. Yeah. It's, I'd say that's all pretty good split up. Was that, uh, I feel like that was, uh, took so long to explain like three little lines of notes. <laughs> no, it's all very well explained. We understand now. Okay. That's a good categorization. Okay. Well, I mentioned Catwoman. Which is who I did. Yeah. So let's jump right into that. All right. So Catwoman was created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger in the spring of 1940 for Batman number one. In Batman number one, Batman and Robin sneak aboard this ship because there's this really precious jewel. And Batman's like, someone's going to, it's a precious jewel on this boat. Someone's going to try and steal it. And sure enough, they find a note detailing the attempted theft of this jewel, and it's signed, The Cat. And The Cat ends up being Selina Kyle. In the very first issue, she's just kind of a regular woman. She doesn't have a cool, like, outfit or anything. Um, But it does set up some things that will continue for the rest of Batman. She's a thief, and Batman wants to get it. (laughs) At the very end, they capture Catwoman. They're on their own little speedboat trying to get away. And Catwoman's like, peace, and jumps off the boat. And Robin's like, oh, I'm going to go after her. But Batman, for the one time, is like, oh, no, I'm clumsy, and gets in the way of Robin. And Robin's like, I'm pretty sure you did that on purpose. He's like, nope, it, justice will get her eventually. <laughs> so even from the 1940s on, like, they kind of, they created Batwoman, or sorry, Catwoman to be a, a sexual interest to Batman. Um, so since then, there there have been a bunch of origins, and we'll kind of, I'll kind of go through the the main four origins. Okay. Um, the Golden Age, you know, like nineteen forties um, 
pretty sure it goes to like the 50s or 60s until it gets into the Silver Age. But then it's amnesia. Uh, she was just a flight stewardess. She got a case of amnesia and amnesia made her steal shit. Well, I mean, yeah, like it does, of course. Yeah. Um, around the 80s is when Frank Miller came about. And of course, if you know anything about Frank Miller is he had to make it as gritty and as dark as humanly possible. So Frank Miller, year one, uh, Catwoman starts off as a dominatrix prostitute. And she just gets tired of dealing with the Joes, so she starts to start stealing from people instead, which is why she's so good with a whip and has leather. Frank Miller. He, you know what? It's pragmatic. Like, he <laughs> said, what are her abilities? Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's it. That's a very practical <laughs> origin story. <laughs> 90s, they kind of simplified it down. It kind of made it a bit more um, friendly, as, as friendly as you can be with the Batman. She's an orphan. Uh, she's put into the system. She hates being in the system, so she leaves and she has to steal out of necessity. Eventually, she, she gets pretty good at stealing. So she it goes from necessity to wants. She just keeps wanting to move up in society. So she steals to do that. Okay. And that's that's kind of the the Catwoman that we have now for the most part. And then we have the movie Catwoman's, which is hard to ignore. <laughs> we have Batman Returns and Halle Berry's Catwoman, which both completely different movies have very similar origin stories. She dies and is brought back to life by cats and given super cat powers. Yeah. Um, which we watched Batman Returns last night. Still a dope movie. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so fun. <laughs> Thought about trying to hunt down Halle Berry's Catwoman. I was like, eh, never mind. I don't hate myself that much. Yeah, that one wasn't as good. I, I, there was too many Egypt things. I, I didn't want to watch that bad CGI basketball scene again. Or Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, what a movie. What a film. <laughs> um. Like Batman, Catwoman is, because she's a human, she relies on kind of cool gadgets. So her, her main weapon is a whip. Sometimes she'll switch between a Ninetales, which is just more whip. Yeah, super whip. Yep. She has her caltrips, like the things she'll throw in, like, um, you know, trip people up. Yep. Uh, later on, she gets razor claws, which, yeah, they're, like, offensive for clawing at people, but she also uses them for stealing stuff, you know. Uh-huh. 80s and onward, there's always famous scenes where she'll walk up to glass with her razor cat claws and just kind of like make a perfect circle with it. It's kind of a classic thing that she does. Yeah. And then most importantly, she has her kitty car or the Cadillac. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, not used in modern comics anymore. And it's a damn shame. Oh my God. Is it spelled C-A-T-A-L? Dash. Yes. Oh, oh, they got the dash in there. Oh, man. I, you know, sometimes when I read those comic books, I, I just feel like, um, like, is there a way to pronounce dash that we stopped with in the 80s? Like, is it like... Cat, I don't think you pronounce... The lack. No, I think you just overpronounced the first word before the dash. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. It's an accent. Yeah. Sure. So it's a cat alack. Sure, sure, sure. Or cat burglar. Exactly. There we go. Got it. Or kidnapping. 
So speaking of the whole <laughs> cat thing, sure. Uh, her, her first costume was in Batman number three. And uh, so a new thief comes along and this thief has like an actual cat head. Like it's not sexy or anything at all. Like she looks like that one fighter from Tekken that has just like the giant leopard head. She's that, but with a black cat. It's kind of horrifying. Thankfully, oh. they got rid of that costume really quickly. Ooh, <laughs> <up>. Yo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> take a sec. So we're still uh, recording on our phones right now. Yeah. <laughs> Editing's going to be a bit hard. We're trying our best. Social distancing. Wash your hands. Okay, so that was at like 1825. <laughs> I'm going to make a note of that. I'll start that over. All right. So her costumes. Uh, in Batman 1 and 2, she was just a regular person that happened to be stealing stuff. And 3 is when she became like an actual like kind of super villain. Like she had a cat head. And it's not like a cool like or like sexy cat head. She looks like the, the playable character from Tekken. Like it looks like she's actually wearing the head of a cat. And it's kind of horrifying. Looking. Oh, God. Thankfully, they got rid of that real quickly. And they kind of gave her her like classic it so she's just wearing like a purple dress and a green cape and like kind of cat ears on the thing and that pretty much goes on until like the 90s in the 90s they actually give her like a like a cat suit like just the a leather one piece which for a long time it was purple and then once the movies came out they're like ooh, we need to make her dark and edgy so like yeah they switched over to black yeah and it hasn't changed too much since then uh, they they given her like some like technology stuff, so now she has like cool goggles, so she can like see in the dark or plant stuff, whatever technology. But it's, it hasn't changed too much since the nineties. Do you think? Um, do you think that 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 shift informed? Ah, uh, never mind. Never mind. I was going to start talking about like the ink quality in in comic books, uh, but that was. That would be like way too nerdy for what we're doing here. So never mind. Carry on. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about like kind of what what makes Catwoman Catwoman. She'll she'll jump back and forth depending on who's writer writing her, but for the most part, she steals from the witch or the rich or those who have a lot. Okay. But un- unlike Robin Hood, she for the most part doesn't give it to the poor. Every once in a while she'll do it, but this is purely a she wants to better herself situation. So that would be the third category that you had set up for your thieves theory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Purely for selfish reasons. She just she wants to keep building herself up. Um, like Batman, she does not kill. At, at some point, in every comic that was someone that doesn't kill, she does kill. Just like Batman at some point has killed someone. Superman at some point has killed someone. But she's the same. She has a rule where she does not kill. She is strictly a thief. And that's kind of why Batman, for the most part, lets, him do, lets her go out and do her stuff. Yeah. Um, he'll either take her to jail or be like, oops, I, I, I fudged up. I guess she's still out there again. Till next time, cutie. Um... And then, yeah, the relationship with Batman is also a, a big part of her character since the very beginning. It's always been an on-again, off-again relationship. Um, Batman's had multiple lovers, but Catwoman's definitely probably been the most consistent. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's like a, a reoccurring trope. Yeah, um, and she's very protective of him. At, at this point, she 
for a good couple of years now, she has known who Batman is, and it's Bruce Wayne. And a lot of the supervillains know that she knows and have tried to get it out of her, but she refuses to give it up. That's noble. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she was trained by Talia al Ghul in order to resist that. Oh, <laughs> so so Batman's ex-girlfriend teaches another ex-girlfriend how to not snitch on their shitty boyfriend. Yeah, naturally. It's, that's how relationships work. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. Batman's a very likable guy. Yeah, he's so much personality. Definitely a hero. <laughs> <laughs> and has so many powers. What an interesting character. Yeah, so Catwoman is constantly the, a morally great character. Um, she's going to help Batman out in a pinch, but for the most part, she is looking out for herself. She is in, technically a villain because she is stealing constantly and will often help other villains sometimes with their plans, no matter how comical. Um, but she is a thief, and I think she's probably the thief in comics beside maybe gambit and if we go marvel um yeah marvel doesn't really do thief stuff they do just destroy stuff yeah but yeah that that's catwoman yeah uh if you want some good catwoman reading anything by uh, joseph loeb is pretty good lord yeah, uh, what is it, Long Halloween, and uh, Hush, there we go. Those are, like, comic stories? Yeah, both both focusing on Batman and Catwoman. Oh, okay, cool. Worth checking out. Word. So yeah, Catwoman, pretty straightforward and fun. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, it was it was really interesting as I was doing the research for my character, just, like, how... Um, our two, the two characters that we chose are so similar. Like we, we went, f- we both went for an obscure, but similar topic. Um, like, cause like you said, like, it's, it's weird that we didn't pick Robin Hood, right? Yeah. I honestly figured you were going to, so that's why I didn't. And then at that point, I'm like, I already started my research. Let's keep doing that. Yeah. But we, yeah, we both we both went for something safe that the other one would not have, you know, it was interesting, but they're, they're the same. We went in the same direction anyway. Okay. Yep. So I did my research on a, another phantom thief. I don't know. Did you bring up the phantom thief motif? I think I briefly mentioned it. So our characters are considered lady or gentleman thieves. Yeah. Um, overseas, Japan calls that trope, the phantom thieves. So if you play Persona 5, they're just calling it the trope. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there there are some rules to Phantom being a Phantom Thief that uh, you mentioned, but I'll list them later. Um, so uh, my character's name is Arsène Lupin. Uh, so, and I don't speak French, and I'm very bad at speak French. Um, so here's a disclaimer. Uh I will say Lupin because mm-hmm. that is how I saw to uh, pronounce it. So that's how I'll do it moving forward. Any other time there is a French word, I am going to 
translate it <laughs> and not say the <laughs> French word. Okay, so do it. Uh, everything is in English when possible, so that I don't make a fool out of myself. Okay, so. Uh, Lupin is a phantom thief. He is a gentleman thief. He is a master of disguise. He was created by Maurice LeBlanc in 1905, uh, originally published in a magazine called I Know Everything, which was just like a detective magazine where like people wrote their own like Sherlock Holmes spinoff short stories and then this guy was like oh i'm gonna write one about the villain uh and yeah so leblanc wrote a collective 25 lupin books uh one of which uh lupin isn't even in (laughs) he's he's a plot device but he's not actually in the book uh but it is a lupin titled book um the the thing at Lupin just like has these four secrets and in this book one of the secrets gets solved but Lupin is never in it is ne- has nothing to do with it other than it's one of his secrets <laughs> it's ridiculous um so uh now Arsène uh was not like the original of this character it should be stated um about 50 years, a little less than 50 years before, there was another character um, that was pretty much the same character um, called Rocambole. I don't know how to say it. Um, and and Arsene is like very obviously a, like a spinoff of that character. Um, you already mentioned AJ Raffles and, and I talked about him a bit, so we don't have to go into him again. But yeah, AJ Raffles was around. So... Surprisingly, that's where uh, Lupin's, like, history ends. Like, that's it. Like, there, there's no, like, interesting story to the character's creation at all, really. A guy just wrote it. He just, like, made up a character and wrote 25 books. Um, so that that's really interesting because it, it is sort of like comic books, you know? Like a bunch of people have written Batman comics, but we just remember this, the character a lot, not necessarily the different stories or style or authors. We just remember these character. Um, yeah. So it, it just feels like a lot of these, um, these, these books, this character was created in an age of comic books before there were actually comics. They were just novellas, you know? Um, but they're they're like the exact same character. It's re- I don't know. It's just interesting. It made me think about like like uh, the history of media absorption, almost. Yeah, it's almost like this entire thing we're doing is based on examining character archetypes. Yeah, almost. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, way to roast me. Um, so uh, just to like fill out Lupin as a character a little bit more. I, to 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 do that, you really have to like read the books or read synopsis of the books, like I did, because um, <laughs> uh, you really got to like nitty gritty deep dive. He's he's so like uh, he's he's he as a character is just made of the capers he does. Like he's he's nothing without his capers. Um, so a few of his famous capers, uh, there was Lupin and the Fountain of Youth, basically not the exact title, but these are just like 
this is what the book is. So it's like Lupin and the Fountain of Youth. Uh, Lupin and a radioactive rock that heals some people and also can cause mutations in some people. Okay, so he steals weird shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, he's never just like i want a basic ass diamond he's like i need this diamond to have come from mars exactly right um he uh so he has this arch nemesis that he falls in love with and they're they are in love they have this on again off again relationship but she is an actually evil person i was waiting for you to say a cop no she's an evil person uh he has his (laughs) own he has his own like recurring inspector character that is his like dramatic foil i was like is this the story of sly cooper oh no oh sly cooper is like 100 percent arsene lupin like 100 (laughs) percent. i didn't even think about that i didn't write that name down at all oh my god you're blowing my mind um okay but okay so this arch nemesis woman her name is josephine belasmo um and she is the countess of Cagliostro and um, like is almost like a secret keeper slash gentleman thief, but an actually evil thief um, that because they have this on again, off again relationship, she just does insane shit to fuck with Arsene Lupin, like insane shit. Like, okay. So imagine that Arsene is Batman and that uh the countess of cagliostro is catwoman okay so what if catwoman goes and steals batman's newborn son uh while his wife dies in childbirth and then she steals the son and raises him to be a villain and then uh and then sends the son to go fight with batman all right, that'd be pretty brutal. I'd read that comic. That is one of the books. <laughs> it's fucking insane comic book shit. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, moving on. So there is also uh, Arsene versus Herlock Sholmes. Yeah. <laughs> Not Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Herlock Sholmes. And at one point... Arsène Lupin solves a riddle that even Herlock Sholmes' Sir Health couldn't solve. Cool story, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is <laughs> this is something that I think is so funny about Arsène. In the first Arsène story, he is caught and arrested. <laughs> Here's the interesting, most amazing thief story. He was caught and arrested in the very first one. Um, uh, in the second one, Lupin is in prison because he was caught and arrested in the second book. Uh, and then he tells the inspector guy, like, hey, I'm going to go steal this thing on this day at this place for this reason. Here's how I'm going to do it. And then while he's still in prison, he does exactly what he said he was going to do. And then he still gets away with the crime. (laughs) In the third book, he plans his escape from jail that he is still in. The, The story just follows every single day of his life. Okay. Other things about him. 
moving on again. <laughs> uh, so he often uses lookalikes and costumes. He's a master of disguise. Whenever he is caught, he is only caught on purpose. He always has a reason for being caught. Um, the only way that the hero characters know that it is Lupin is that there are literally no clues linking him to the crime. Like when, so like he, 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 he's just like so much of a mystery whenever they can't solve a crime, they're like, Oh, must've been Lupin. Cause there's no reason that it would be. So this, that must be it. Um, so, what happened to John Benet Ramsey? Lupin. Lupin. Inspector Lupin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Arsene Lupin. Um, okay. So here's a couple things that are like direct inspirations from uh, Arsene Lupin. Uh, there is an amazing anime that I started watching uh, to research this topic, and I'm just going to keep watching because the anime is amazing. It's called Lupin the Third. Um, it's an anime and manga series starring Lupin's half Japanese grandson. Um, it's fun and quirky and this weird, like eighties mature, like there's a lot of like boobies. They're like, wow, 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 wow. There's just like really <laughs> weird cartoon sexiness. Um, well, you sold me. You had me at the bow, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> and there's just so much. Oh my God. It's such, it's just like, it's such a delight to watch it. Um, there's, there's a scene where like Arsene, it's in the first episode, I think Arsene is like escaping on a raft and behind him, the inspector is riding a giant turtle and is like slapping the turtle's butt. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just a romp. It's such a delight. Does the turtle give a face like I didn't shine up for this? Yeah, it kind of does. Oh, it's, it's, (laughs) it's like the fucking Flintstones. (laughs) It's so good. Um, Okay, obviously, and you mentioned it before, um, and I've been playing this game a lot. I I had, like, been replaying the game because of the, you know, social distancing thing. So I've been replaying this for the past couple weeks before I even knew we were going to be doing Thieves. So I think this really informed uh, why I chose Arsene Lupin. But there's a video game called Persona 5, um, it is one of my favorite video games ever. Like probably in my top three, I have played the absolute garbage out of this game over the past couple years since it's been out. Um, I love it. I love it so much. Um, so some like very direct ties, uh, obviously like the, the characters and the plot are very much based on the Arsene Lupin style of adventures. Um, uh, notably Phantom Thieves, um, they always steal something priceless, not necessarily something valuable. They always leave ca- a calling card announcing the crime that is going to take place. Um, they are masters of disguise. They have a great rival detective or inspector. There's, you know, the plot of Persona 5 very much relies around um, an, an inspector attorney character. Um, yeah, they are honorable thieves and they never kill. Um, they steal for justice or to challenge something, um, or, or because stealing in and and of itself is a challenge, um, or to humiliate somebody into like changing their ways. Um, it's just like, so Arsene Lupin, the just like persona five is 
it's it feels now that i have this like connection um to like the history of the character um uh it just <laughs> i don't know i i feel like i'm playing through the novella series that this guy wrote almost um yeah i love it i love it so much um and, and an interesting little trivia tidbit the cafe that the game sort of revolves around is cafe leblanc the guy who created the arsene uh, lupin series his oh my gosh it's like two pages back in my notes uh his name is maurice leblanc so nice. yeah, yeah that's uh, pretty good um one le- you also um, yeah you already haven't mentioned what is the name of your first persona oh yeah the name of the first persona is arsene <laughs> uh, and and if you open up the bio, it says like Arsène Lupin was a gentleman phantom thief, and just like, I mean, you know what? We could I could have just read that description and avoided the last ten fifteen minutes of talking. Just try and make this podcast as short as possible. exactly. Catwoman, she steals shit. Arsène, he steals shit. Let's make a character. What they do? They steal shit. Exactly. Um. And then there is a, I just wanted to briefly mention, um, there is an, uh, a different author whose name I didn't really bother to write down because it's not that, I'm not going to be talking about this Phantoma thing for very long. Um, there's this other author who wrote an, an actual evil version of Arsene Lupin and named him Phantoma. So this was a phantom thief, but was an evil phantom thief um, who oftentimes was manipulating other phantom thieves. Yeah, so there's just an evil version of Phantoma, um, which is the, interestingly enough, is the uh, grandfather of the character Phantom Limb in the Venture Brothers series. Um, so if, you know, if we wanted to, like, ship these... Uh, these related universes the venture brothers takes place in the same universe as phantom all right yeah that's weird all right um anyway yeah that's uh that's all i've got about um the uh phantom thieves the arsene lupin that's all i got um, so very good. How do you feel about taking a break a little bit longer of a break for us, but you know, the listeners won't notice, um, so that I can return this phone call. Okay, cool. All right. I will, do, do you uh, do? I'll, uh, I'll message you when it's time to come back. Okay. All right. Bye. Uh, yeah. So I had just finished talking about Arsene Lupin, uh, the phantom thief, um, you talked about Catwoman, the Phantom Thief. Lady Thief. You want to go with Gentleman and Lady? Yeah. Okay. I Personally, I prefer the more gender-neutral Phantom Thief. I think what, it's more what are cultural your thoughts based. on that? Uh, I think Phantom Thief definitely sounds cooler. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it sounds cooler... And I think that that gives us a little bit more leeway when we get into this part, uh, creating our own thief. We got to make a thief. I think Can't we're we going to steal someone else's. <laughs> oh, 
that was good clever <laughs> clever girl um clever phantom i am a velociraptor clever girl clever girl um anyway <laughs> so uh yeah so i i think because we both did this trope of character you know i i feel like the episode should be phantom thieves rather than just thieves because there are there are other types of thieves and we just did not go down that route with our research and because of that i think we should make a phantom thief character that sounds good to me yeah um ah, and you know for real i'm now pissed that i didn't do sly cooper (laughs) <laughs> just used to play those games over again yeah oh, so good games mm. sorry i was drinking coffee i don't know if that tracked in the mic yeah you can kind of hear it oh shoot you can kind of hear it like eight times already then <laughs> <laughs> whoopsie doodles okay um well why don't you what do, what do you what do you think Where where should we start here uh, let's start with the world because that kind of dictates a lot. So, like, what are they stealing? Or okay, so the setting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we in 1905 France? Are we in the the 60s metropolis? Yeah. Are we sticking with um, doing a lot of fantasy stuff? So keep with the fantasy theme. Oh, you know, that could be really interesting because the Phantom Thief is not a fantasy theme. Yeah, not that I've seen. I've Yeah, I can't really think of anything like that. I'm sure, you know, one of our hundreds of thousands of listeners is going <laughs> to is going to send us an email. Uh, be a better bard at Gmail dot com. Uh, <laughs> correct us on that uh and that's be a better bard at gmail.com no spaces no underscores no dashes just b-e-a-b-e-t-t-e-r-b-a-r-d at g-m-a-i-l dot c-o-m done not done don't type done <laughs> done done Over. i can't believe i have to explain this i cannot believe we have the stupidest fan base if they can't <laughs> grasp <laughs> Don't insult uh, our fan that way. <laughs> Don't insult your mom that way. <laughs> My oh wife boy. has a lot of opinions on this show. <laughs> she has already stated that she would die for two of the imaginations we had. <laughs> oh boy. I'm trying to think of fantasy things. I'm like going through like um like Dragon Age or Um Elder Scrolls kind of has a reoccurring character. Like a th- reoccurring thief character? Yeah. Oh. I Well, I didn't play Dragon Age. I just thought of a different video game thief character. Um, uh, what's uh, from Paper Mario Thousand Year Door? The, there's uh, a female mouse phantom thief character who wears like a little heart mask and... Uh, red high-heeled shoes and she gives you a kiss and her tail is shaped in a little heart. So good. Alright. Alright, so it does exist in the fantasy realm. We just didn't talk about it in the fantasy realm, but we're going to do it in the fantasy realm. Yes, getting back to it. <laughs> I'll, stop, I'll stop talking about other phantom thieves and start talking about ours. Alright, so we're doing fantasy. Um, 
where do we build from here? Throwing a choose fantasy race. Uh, yeah. So we did we did a halfling, and we've done a half orc. Um, we should do. Oh, we should do an elf. Yeah, that's pretty go to. Yeah, and um, I think like. You know, if the elves, the elves have such like a haughty, you know, high class, um, sort of society that it like fits with the gentleman or lady thief archetype. Like by day, they're this aristocratic, better than everything being, but by night, while the other elves are in their trance, they come in and steal. They're yune stones. Are elves do elves go in trances? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, elves don't sleep. They do in like in D D. Elves don't sleep. They got like, it. meditate for a few hours. Right. That was <laughs> <laughs> well. I made the whole character. Good night. <laughs> um how how does that sound i know that i just threw out like a shitload of information yeah but yeah, that works all right so but they, i just i just had this like image in my mind all right so this elf comes from a high like a high class health like even within elf society it's a higher up cast uh yeah yeah definitely they're like straight up nobility got it um how would you feel about a countess. All right, I'm feeling it. Oh. Um. Okay. Uh. So what? What's her name? I'm so tempted to go into my into the instruction booklet of love letters and f- find out the name of the countess from that game. Do you know what I'm talking about? No idea. Is this a, like a board it's, game or a card game? It's a card game got I it. have called Love Letter. Oh my god, it's amazing. Um, are you working on your iPad? Uh, I, I turned it off since I don't need the research stuff anymore. Oh, okay. Um, well, yeah, some, sometime you should, uh, you should Google a picture of the Countess from Love Letters. Got it. Because uh, that's, that's sort of what I'm imagining right now, and I want to know how you feel about it. All right, you keep talking, and I will slowly Google stuff. Oh, you! Why don't you talk, and I'll and I'll send you a picture. All right, so we gotta we got we're building up accounts. We're trying to think of a name, something, something regal. Yeah, maybe um, ends with Ithian or something like that. Oh yeah, because she's an elf. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I I. I'm tempted to go with alliteration. Um, so why not just like Countess Kithia? All right, that works. And I got a picture of the Countess from Love Letter. Okay, I see we are going with this. Right? Like by day she has, you know, the the folding fan. Maybe she's wears like more of an ethereal, lacier sort of uh whatever suit but by night you know she you know and i'm oh my god i'm so tempted um can can we make her fan like a swiss pocket knife of shit absolutely and you know she's an elf so she also has you know some innate magical abilities as well 
All right. So one of which I'm sort of thinking, um, there's it's sort of a higher level spell in D and D, but you know why can't our char- this character be a high level character, right? Um, but there's a spell that basically lets you like pass between the ethereal and material plane. So like you basically become a ghost and exist in the ghost realm. But when you move around in the ghost realm, you're also moving around in the material realm. So if you go into the ghost realm and walk five feet forward, when you come back to the material realm, you're five feet forward. Got it. I think there's a so move like that in Dishonored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, you're teleporting, but like, yeah, you're basically teleporting, but you exist in the ether zone for a while. Got it. Um, as, let's, let's say a phantom uh. so maybe maybe her she is countess kithia the phantom thief all right kithia all right let's break her down to level one who is she so so we've already established she comes from like a noble family so yeah. she doesn't need to do this is she just doing this for like Catwoman-y reasons where you're just like, I just I, I want to do this. This is fun to me. Um, is she maybe seeing injustice in society and giving her money to the less fortunate? You know what I think it is? I think that she, when she was young, maybe her father was, um, her father obviously was a count, her, or her mother was a count. Let's make it a, a still use count and countess to like We'll, we'll keep like, uh, I guess, like gender normative pronouns um, when appropriate. Um, but let's say that this elven society is matriarchal. Got it. Um, so um, Kithia is the head of her household. Um, she's not married, but if she were to seek a husband, um, it wouldn't be like good or bad whether she does or not, basically. Um, yeah, but her mother um was also a diplomat and so kithia at a young age saw how like humans live in squalor because they're so like poor and shitty and um she was like i will never ever let that happen to me so she uh becomes this phantom thief and steals so that she can remain a part of this elven aristocracy. Okay, so is is her family in any threat of? No. Okay. Nope. But she she is like Batman level of paranoid <laughs> about <laughs> losing it. That she, um, yeah, that she becomes this villainous character, sort of, um, to support her lifestyle. Got it. So, and I think I think she ends up being a villain. I think maybe, maybe at the beginning of her career, like, you know, um, we'll, we'll get to when she starts her career, right. In a, in a second. But I think she starts out as like a hero character, um, that ends up becoming a villainous character, you know, like she keeps screwing over the rich and everyone's like, yeah, keep screwing over the rich. And they just kind of realize that she's not doing anything worthwhile with her it's like hey yeah like like the rich people are so rich when they lose these priceless 
things when when she steals from them they're just like oh my rich thing but all the other nobles are just like oh my goodness what a interesting display you know like it's it's almost like a like a theater for them maybe because they maybe because their society while it enjoys all of the flamboyance and it enjoys like priceless artifacts and stuff um they just like they're so materialistic that like any material is fine. They, or, uh, that doesn't make sense, does it? Not quite. No. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. How far? How far of a diatribe was just garbage there? Uh, we can work with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you go. Uh, you go. Uh, I'm uh, I'm hogging the microphone. Okay, so she's she's stealing from other nobles in the area. Um, yeah, she needs to do something to keep track. She like otherwise she's stealing from every noble except for her. Like, why haven't you been stolen from? So we need something that make it so no one suspects her. Well, maybe um, maybe she uh, during the day. Maybe her family is. Um, or her her house is in charge of like art restoration. Mm-hmm. So because by day she's in charge of maintaining priceless artifacts, who would assume that she is also stealing priceless artifacts? Yeah, I was kind of assuming like her, like they live in like a big mansion house, so she starts stealing shit from her mother, and her mother's the only person that suspects that. Wait a second. Oh, okay. So, so her mother is still alive. Yes. Um, so does Kithia control the house, or does her mother still control the house? I think the mother still controls the house. Okay. Um, is Kithia still a countess then? At this point, at the beginning of her career, right? She is then not a countess, right? Okay, so the parents have to die for that title to get passed. Or retire. Yeah. Like her her mother could just retire or maybe maybe they have such long lives um maybe they pass the torch from time to time but like remain on as advisors so like her mother is in charge right now and Kithia has not yet taken control but will at some point have control but maybe her mother takes control again maybe she just calls herself the countess and her mother's constantly like to be yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely at this stage. Um, okay, so how old do you think she is then? Like, obviously, elves live for a long time, so it's going to be like hundreds of years old. But, um, in like in like in human equivalent, yeah, in like age stages, um, like young adult. Yeah, I think young adult sounds good. Okay. Kind of explains why she's a bit more on the rebellious side. Yeah, she yeah she starts stealing professionally, starts doing the phantom thievery. Um, yeah, probably like twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, let's go with that. If she was human, so let's say in our world, a precocious nine hundred. I remember those days. <laughs> I remember my first beer. <laughs> I remember my first elven ale wine. 
So I feel like the Phantom Thief is really only as good as kind of their counterpart. So I think we've kind of established that the mother is somehow in on it. But she needs like a like a true enemy, like a, a law enforcement or like a would-be hero. What if um what if the mother uh like the mother knows about it and is directly trying to stop her while not tarnishing the family name? I feel that. So she she doesn't want to she doesn't want Kithia to be caught by anybody but her because if she catches her daughter, she can get her daughter to stop. If anybody else catches her daughter, then the family will be shamed. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah. So she, maybe, maybe the mother knows to like go into the ethereal plane to chase her. Maybe the mother is able to figure out exactly like, you know, exactly how the crime was done. And, uh, but Kithia is still able to evade her mother during the actual crime. I'm feeling that. That sounds fun. Um, yeah, because and I and I don't think that necessarily going through the ethereal realm is something so amazing, and I don't think that we should use it for everything. I I just think. Uh, I, I just want to explain that because like, you know, magic can do anything. So magic thieves, it's just like, where's the challenge? Well, um, this is more with like mana or something. You can only do, you can only do so much, so much, but I just imagine like her ability to go into the ethereal realm may not even always be her entire body. Maybe it's so difficult to do it. Like imagine it's more like lock picking rather than explosives. Like, she can phase her hand into a chest to grab what's inside, but she can't phase through a wall to break into a safe. Yeah, and maybe this is something that's so common in society, most things probably have, like, magical protections on them. Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. So her ability to get around those would still be an interesting thing. It might still just be, like, only interested to people who know a lot about magic. Like, oh, wow, these three different counterspells that she used? Ingenious. Um, but it's interesting to her and to her society. Or she even just, does, like, she gets passed in such, like, pedantic, not magical ways, like lockpicking. Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, that's that's really good. Like, smart. Oh, like, we didn't even think about like she just took the hinges off. Yeah. Like we put so many so many magical wards, we forgot to actually click the padlock into place. <laughs> or or things like we didn't we put so many wards on the lock that we didn't put any wards onto the wooden panel at the back of the safe that she was able to just cut through. I like it. Yeah. It's funny. And it can still be like it can still be comic, right? Like, like she can the. It, I think that like her foiling their plans again with her ingenuity, rather than just like, oh, this spell's too powerful to get through. Well, I have a stronger spell. Yeah. You know, so it's not Dragon Ball Z. It's more Inspector Gadget. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm feeling you. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I, I've we've I've talked about this character a lot. <laughs> um, but I love this character. I'm like so in love with this. Alright, so she's doing this for complete vanity reasons. Um 
she's just but maybe it's um maybe like yes she is doing it for vanity reasons but let's give her a little bit of altruism um at the beginning of her career where at the beginning of her career she is doing it um to to heighten her family's position yeah she is stealing to like shame like she'll she'll go in and steal like a famous gem because that family has like slaves in the mines that mined up this fabulous gem or something like that so like she's shaming a family by stealing something from them and maybe in a lot of ways those families are sort of how like Kithia is not can't be caught those families aren't reporting crimes because then people will find out about other crimes they did. Okay. So yeah, just only the family knows they were stolen from and she has it. Right. She's trying to like privately shame families. That's why she sends, she sends the calling cards. She's so polite about all of these crimes. She sends a letter uh, via a personal messenger or no via like a dove or a raven <laughs> or something that is like the contest Kithia does d- protest whatever the things that you read <laughs> all the ye old English yeah <laughs> um what is what is her calling card like so wait, are, are you say, so you're saying her name that. is on it she's telling them that she did it no, it says the Phantom Thief. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, not pr- not Countess Kithia, but the <laughs> Phantom Thief. Um, so what is her what is her calling card or what is her like her Phantom Thief costume? One thing about Arsene is he was a master of disguise, not necessarily a costumed gentleman. Um so he um he well, in a lot of his books, the the reader did not know who Lupin was, and it could have been anybody in the books could have ripped off their rubber mask at any point and be like, "I was Lupin the entire time," <laughs> and that's like part of the mystery of the book. Was, Wait a second, I thought was I was he? Lupin. Yeah, sometimes it's the um, sometimes he's the uh, like the the woman that the inspector was flirting with at the bar. Sometimes he is the head of the police that the inspector was actually working for. Uh, sometimes it's the research assistant that has been aiding the doctor for 30 years. It's shit like that. But turns out it was Arsene the whole time. It's really Scooby-Doo. I feel it. Um, then in that case, I think we have to give the Countess a weird obsession with being a tailor. Like her mom, just like that's that's a peasant shop. You don't need to. Do. It's like nope. I'm customizing my own clothes. Uh, yeah, and maybe she learned how to do it because a lot of the artifacts that um, her society that that her house maintains are tapestries. Um, like maybe a part of like their type of magic is very like cloth based. They like weave spells into armor and stuff like that. Um, so she's like, yeah, it's peasant work to do the actual weaving, but Kithia wanted to learn how to do that. And that's, what's made her so dexterous and able to pick locks and do stuff like that. All right. Does that sound okay? Yeah, I'm feeling it. All right. So we got 
general motivation. We have the mother is the main antagonist or protagonist, depending on side of the law. Yeah, I think they're both anti-heroes. Um, like, cause the, cause the mother is trying to, to do the right thing for the wrong reasons, sort of. Yeah. Cause maybe, maybe the mother knows that the other families are doing this bad thing. Everybody does, but doesn't want to upset the balance. All right. I'm feeling Just, that. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was I was thinking earlier this week that we should do an episode that's like very much based on the setting, and I think that this is a rich and vibrant setting for a comic book series. Definitely like this light novella, short story, comic thing that our characters exist in. Yeah, we. The world is yeah, is filling. The out. Elvish society has a nice little kind of like tick to it that I'm feeling. Yeah. Ah, I love it. I love you. I love you. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, how do what else? What how else? does the not nobility feel about the countess? About the fact the common the, yeah the, or the, yeah. How does the common elf feel about the phantom thief? So I think the common elf, like if you imagine maybe like our society, but instead of technology, it's magic, and uh, instead of poop and pee jokes. Um, there's magic. (laughs) (laughs) There's magical whoopee cushions and lightly chuckling into the back of your hand. Um, yeah. So I think like we would be the peasants of the society still like middle class. Like we have things to keep us happy. We have to work, blah, 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 blah. Um, but Kithia's family is a part of like the super elite right that we probably don't even think of unless they're in the news so um i think uh definitely at the beginning of her career when she before she starts doing things for truly selfish reasons to protect her own house um i think that the society is generally unknowing of her um but she does gain some prominence slowly. And at first it's with trepidation, then support, then strong support. And then she starts being evil and everybody hates her. And they actually want her gone. She is a true menace to society. Um, they hire heroes to try and do something about it. But still nobody is quite sure that it's Kithia. Nobody can prove it. Because she's just that good. All right, so we need like the turning point heist then. So it start, seems like she starts off kind of good and then goes more towards the dark side. So I'm kind of feeling a heist almost gone wrong. Like there's word from the grapevine, maybe like a priest or something is doing something shady. So like she steals okay. from that person and it turns out the guy is actually completely clean and like comes forward. like, I was stolen from this person. I've done absolutely nothing wrong. Huh. Okay. Not feeling that. No, I like that. Like, um, okay. Say say it again. I think I got lost in there. <laughs> so if if she's constantly stealing from people that kind of deserve it, 
What if yeah. she accidentally steals from someone that doesn't deserve it? Like maybe she hears a rumor. She's like, oh, obviously this person needs to we, – that's the next score. Okay, what's that crime then? Like what is – not necessarily what she steals. We'll get to that. Yeah. But what is what is he doing that she thinks is bad? Or that like the or, rumor is false about. Yeah. Or just a misunderstanding. Let's do a misunderstanding. I'm feeling that. Some, that sounds comical. Okay. Um, let's do. Da, da, da. Um, she thinks he's hoarding resources of some sort, like resources that should be going towards the people. Oh God! How <laughs> I just sniffled really hard. Sorry. You're good. Um, how how much do we want to lean into like what's currently going on in the world? <laughs> like, how pointed do we want to be if we were to to say like. Um, the chief of medicine uh, house, like the medicinal house, the hospitalers, um, the the chief of medicine in their society has been hoarding um, uh, or has been requesting. Okay. Let's, let's make the, the doctors, the good guys um, has <laughs> been requesting um, that the uh, who would, who would be the highest ranking woman in the city? Is this a or would, wouldn't that be a queen? Or yeah, I guess, I guess so. I imagine. I actually imagine it almost like, um, like oh, uh, the Dark Crystal world, where um, there is there are like eight tribes of the creatures. I forget their name. Gelflings. There are eight tribes of the Gelflings. Gelfling. <laughs> And they elect like one of the uh, the queens of the tribes to be the all madra, um, to be like the the queen that all the other queens listen to. Yeah. So I, I imagine it like that to be where like the individual cities have all of these houses that that deal with that city, um, or the a kingdom has all of these houses that deal with that kingdom, rather. And there is a governor who is the elected head of the the tribunal or the not tribunal, um, the like Congress of House Leaders. Mm-hmm. That that within their group of House Leaders, they they democratically elect a leader. Okay. So like most people don't have a say in it. Only these like let's say it's like a, a really large group of people like 50 different houses that all handle different things or are famous or are wealthy for doing those things. It's a, it's, it's an elite cadre. All right. So that kind of sets up the city a bit more, but if it's only 50, then that doesn't make sense. It needs to be way more than that. Right. Maybe, maybe, I, I think that doesn't make sense because then she would only be stealing from like 49 possible targets. She could branch Why out eventually she... outside the city. Yeah, maybe, maybe like, especially when she's like a good guy, she's going out on adventures and, and is like a treasure hunter and then comes home when it's her turn to take over. And you, the, the house. You said her mom's like a diplomat, so she would go to other 
yeah she's seen other things and that maybe that gives her a sense of adventure yeah that um her mother traveled around the world because of an obligation and kithia travels around the world to see the world for adventure um and she maybe that maybe she does not like being in charge of the house or something like that all right but but she has to like serve she has to you know serve a mandatory 100 years every 500 years or something <laughs> like that she has to tithe her time to the house so the mother does not really like power no, the daughter doesn't want okay. the power. But like because she is of the age and she is a woman, she like has to take over a specific minority of the time as the leader of the house. Like her mo- her mother is still like in charge 80% of the time, but Kithia has to take over for a certain percentage of time. Does that make sense? Yeah, fair enough. I get that. That sets up conflict. Yeah. So um, maybe certain times the mother does not want to relinquish power and Kithia doesn't even want to take it sometimes. Um, but they, they, even if they wanted to agree to not exchange power, they are bound by law to switch places. <laughs> <laughs> they have to have a Freaky Friday <laughs> two weekends a month one weekend a year <laughs> worst divorce ever yeah anyway so we were trying to um, figure out the the heist that went wrong where oh yeah i'm sorry no you're good um so something that kind of turns the people against her and in turn she kind of goes you know what never mind this is a free-for-all now yeah um let's say let's say she gets caught like i I think it's i think it's really difficult to for us to think up what the crime the other family is doing or i'm having trouble with that did we already pick one of those well i was trying to decide if this family deserved it or not or if they could lie about not deserving it i think i think the family doesn't I think we don't even find out whether it was true or not what they were doing. Um, the fact of the matter is Kithia got caught while attempting to steal the the object de art. Um, and she doesn't want to go to prison. She doesn't want to like she's she's basically backed into a corner. And she's like, okay, the only way out of this is if I completely 100% go phantom and expends like a ton of energy or whatever to phase her entire body rather than just like a hand into the phantom realm. But she doesn't have enough energy to get back out. And so she starts to go a little bit crazy and resentful being trapped as a ghost. All right. So how does that, how does that sound? And then she comes back like Joker fine. <laughs> so, okay. So she's or being like caught. So everyone knows that she is the, 
the thief now. Or she's about to be caught. Like maybe okay. somebody catches her and is like, let's reveal this mask of yours and uh, goes to like pull off her mask and she's like, shit. And has to phase like like magically frozen. She is able to phase herself out. Doing doing the thing she swore she'd never do, I guess, or something. And then she gets stuck in the Danny Phantom realm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She gets stuck in limbo where she can watch ghosts but can't interact yeah. with them. And that kind of drives her crazy. Yeah. It okay. drives her a little bit crazy and resentful. And maybe because she's a ghost and she can go anywhere but can't interact with things, that's when she starts seeing like the bigger picture and how all the families work together Mm -hmm. um, and gets to see how her mother is not as good as, or is just as bad as some of these other people. And now she's, now she's wanting to like, to steal so that she can bring the entire society down. Maybe she's like doing it selfishly so that she can take control of the entire city. But because she wants to get it out of the hands of these evil people. So maybe then she's a little bit more like a sympathetic villain. I feel like we need to give her something a little bit extra for sympathy. Cause so far it just kind of seems she's just an asshole among assholes. Uh, well, yeah, I guess that's true. Well, I think it would be more interesting than, rather than giving her something extra to be sympathetic about that is her like her villain speech you know when yeah. a hero rises up to meet her that maybe like if we were to look at the character holistically like when she's a good guy that's her adventuring phase when she's like a played character in a D game and then when she becomes a villain is like when she becomes a comic book character and she's not the focus point the hero that's taking her down is the focus all right got it that way like her having just this one she doesn't need to be as three-dimensional then um like she's two-dimensional i guess in both cases um but in the case of the player character that's okay because the player is going to build them into a three-dimensional character all right, okay. so I, I think we've kind of built a good character up. <laughs> yeah, um, Count- Countess Kithia, the Phantom Thief, um, uh, the Elven, I don't know, Trickster Rogue. I don't know that we necessarily have to give it a, a, you know, a class right now. I bet Absalom will work really hard to try and take her down. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think that they could definitely have a crossover story. Um, yeah. Maybe, oh gosh, what if Absalom was like her, uh, oh, even better. She and Absalom maybe adventured for a a time together as partners. And then Absalom, uh, uh, his, his honor just dictates that he has to be the one to bring her in or, or yeah, like, or maybe he, she just like reveals to him what she intends to do. And he's like, I have to stop you. Um, do you, oh my gosh, do we make them Batman and Catwoman and make them <laughs> on again, off again lovers? I mean, obviously. Every oh my ch- gosh. Every chance, if you say, should someone kiss, I'm going to say, yes, they should kiss. Alex, Alex, my friend, will you write this fanfic? 
<laughs> this one probably not. I do want to do the one from last episode though. Oh really? You yeah. want to write a piece about um about tweet? Tweet. Oh, I love tweet so much. Oh my gosh, you absolutely should. This is see this and this is what I was uh, I mentioned this before. I'd really love to do like if you would um yeah, write a tweet story and then I'll record it in my, you know, with my nice recording stuff. Tweet hashtag so cute. <laughs> um yeah, so maybe listeners look forward to that, I guess. Um we're it's not going to replace a normal episode and it's not on a schedule but extra stuff like that might be coming yeah you can definitely try for that cool 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 um well uh since we're now breaking the fourth wall and talking directly to the listeners um i would definitely want to pitch again our email address be a better bard at gmail.com Definitely send us, uh, what are your characters? What characters are you writing or playing right now? Um, have, do you have any thoughts on things we said? Are there things that we should check out? Do you have any suggestions for topics? Yeah, throw some of the tropes our way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we, Is there anything we, we got terribly wrong? I mean, I won't ugh. listen to you say it, but you can tell us. <laughs> Yeah, like if you want to correct us on something, but I am not going to debate anybody. So, <laughs> um, if you want to correct us, or you know, if if you want to send us hate mail, that's fine. But we're not going to respond to it. Um, but we will, you know, we definitely will talk about stuff. If if you're okay with us talking about your stuff, include that in the email because um, we might talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. So we also wanted to briefly talk about um if you're interested in this like phantom thief thing here are some other things to look at yeah we've already talked about a good stuff the stuff already um in terms of video games play sly cooper super fun sly and cooper super accessible anyone can play that not a hard game yeah it's it's pretty bait i mean it's a it's a really tight platformer um they're, you know, it's a little finicky <laughs> in, like, the first game. Yeah, but, it's an um, old PS2 game. Most of them were. Yeah, it's, like, a really great 3D semi-precision platformer action stealth game. It's great. It's so much fun. Yeah, we talked a lot about uh, Persona 5. It's, yeah, Persona 5 is amazing. It's, it's very Japanese. Um, just accept the fact that you're going to hit on a drunk reporter who's twice your age or you're... Uh, teacher okay yes just okay. accept that yes i will cheat on my teacher but that's only because her level 10 confidant ability allows you to can to still have a nighttime social uh block after you come out from the metaverse she's the the best one she increases your ability to do so many things okay and the <laughs> the drunk reporter is terrible i would never romance her i would never do anything because her abilities are completely useless she's the worst one you could romance two demon toddlers <laughs> um it's 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 japan and we can't we just can't comment on japan, that. japan japan um I did want to bring up, I, I noticed a note in my margin. Um, another thing that I, and I'm going to look into this a little bit, maybe just like YouTube it a bit. Um, another character that is based specifically on Arsene Lupin is a, a super sentai group of heroes called uh, Kaitu Sentai Lupin Ranger. 
<laughs> is it and, just a and, Power Ranger of thieves? Yeah, it's it is exactly. There's five. There's five thief Power Rangers and five uh, police officer Power Rangers. <laughs> but there's like re- other real villains in some episodes. It's it's basically like three different parties all fighting each other. It's ridiculous. Does each ranger have like their own power? Like only one of them can lock pick. Oh, I haven't gotten into that yet, but they are like there's a red one, a yellow one, a pink one, a blue one. <laughs> um I haven't I haven't gotten into like the powers and stuff. But... All of the merchandise. Yeah, it's amazing. Um it's so good. Anyway, any who's will be. Um anything else that we wanted to pitch out? Yeah, I think we pretty much covered it. Okay, cool. Um well uh I don't think we have do did we already decide on a topic for next week? It's your turn. I picked it's these. my turn to pick. Um I okay, so I've got an interesting one here. Yeah. Magic weapons. Okay. So we're not gonna do something based on characters, we're gonna do something like um like Excalibur. Yeah, but Got I mean, it. maybe not Excalibur specifically. Talked yeah. about that a lot in Wizards. Um, but we, yeah, we will research um, a magic item, and probably a lot of it will pertain to the wielder. Um, and then we will create. Uh, maybe it doesn't have to be a weapon, but a magic item. And then we will create a new interesting magic item um, for use in a game. How does that I sound? like it. Yeah, outside the box, shaking things up. Yeah, and it might be a shorter episode. Um, you know, and that's okay. <laughs> um, but until next time, thank you everybody for listening and catchphrase. Wash your hands. And yeah, wash your hands. Uh, is that our catchphrase for real? It is now. Shucks. Okay. It's not going to make any sense two years from now. (laughs) Nobody will have hands two years from now. Yes. So. Hey, sorry about that. My Nana called. How's your Nan? She's so good. I don't know if I've ever had a conversation like that before. It was so good. She's just checking upon you. Uh, Yeah. It's wishing me a happy Easter. I didn't even know I didn't even know it was Easter like uh, it was so sweet and I yeah I've never had a conversation like that with her we like talked about recipes and we like talked about how my father is doing so well with his new career choice and that he's so well suited for it and uh, it was just so pleasant I I told her about the podcast and explained to her what a podcast is. (laughs) It was so great. Oh my God. I loved it so much. (laughs) I talked to my grandma the other weekend. I heard it was 15 minutes about Trump's ties. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I got to say like, there's a lot of bad stuff in the world right now. Um, And, you know, a lot of the bad stuff could have been better. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I do I do feel like the last few weeks so much good stuff has happened to me and you know I'm I'm still not like amazing I'm not like fucking the best I'm surviving um but you know we got this podcast going I feel like 
it's something that you and I have now. And I just feel like, like you and I were good friends, but we just didn't, we never had anything that was just us. And this feels awesome to be sharing that with you. And yeah, we always had Elliot fucking everything up. Yeah. But our connection was always our other friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it just feels good. I'm, I'm baking so much more. I'm like finding these new passions and I just like, I feel like I'm just deepening relationships with so many people. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I might leave this in cause this makes me sound like a really cool dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I, I'm just really, I'm, I'm really grateful for the things that I do have right now which I think is what Easter is about, right? Easter is the holiday where we're supposed to be grateful for the things in our lives. I, maybe resurrection and chocolate bunnies. Oh, what I got. shoot. Oh, I'm thinking not Easter. You're thinking of Thanksgiving? I'm thinking of Jesus giving. <laughs> Jesus giving. The, the, res- the, the, the reservation. Oh, sad. Okay, well, I did a I did a jerk move. Let's dive back into the thief episode. I'm gonna leave all of that in. Yeah, you feel good about that? Yeah, I feel like that was it was a pleasant conversation. <laughs> um, and yeah, so uh, 